Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. Tonight's message, um, it's either to prevent something or to rescue or it can come also as a warning. Uh, for some people, maybe it's, as a, as a, as, it's to prevent you from falling victim. For somebody else, it's a rescue. Um, and, and that person is a warning. It's so, it's so amazing. That, you know, when you're praying in tongues, I don't know, maybe this will help you even understand how God speaks to us. When you're praying in tongues, and God wants to reveal something to you, he can use anything from your experience, anything from your past, that he knows that you understand very well. You will understand. So as I was praying, and I just kept hearing snake bite, snake bite, snake bite, that I should teach about snake bite. And the example he gave me was so, well, maybe it's not humorous because when the, when the thing was happening, it wasn't so palatable at that time. And when I say snake bite, it's not literally physical snake bite. Some years ago, one of my friends in Lagos, one of my ministry friends, called me and said, Pastor Yemi, please, I need counsel and I need you to pray for me or pray for my, our church. That our leaders, there are some of our leaders in their church are experiencing snake bite. So, you know, I, I can be funny. I said, snake bite, did they go to the village for evangelism? He said, no, 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 no. That there is one particular leader that had a problem with the church. And then he started going to their homes and seeing them in secret and saying things to them. And then you just notice that you come to church on Sunday, a group of people begin to behave differently. You know, somebody has influenced them. It's a poison. It's a snake bite. So we had to pray, and God rescued most of them. About two of them that wasn't rescued, funny enough, one of those people in that church that I knew came to see me, was it last year, and said, ah, I made this mistake some years ago, but God is asking me to return back to his church, that church. So I just smiled. I didn't tell him the story. He was one of the people that was beaten by the snake. He said it affected his spiritual life. Every, I was just looking at him. So wow. So what's God telling you now? God said I should go back. I said, ah, I will even call my friend, and then you'll go back and settle. But some others were settled that day. So when, when I started, so that was the story God reminded me of, and I understood what he was trying to say. So I want to just share as the Holy Ghost will help me, and I want you to understand it. Um, the first thing that the Holy Spirit reminded me of was the, can we all do like we are here? You don't do like, you know, like, help me. We're all fasting. Amen. Please, don't look like, like, finish. I want to go home. Please. Okay. The first one is in Genesis 1, Genesis 3, 1 to 13. Do you agree that the discussion that Eve had with the serpent was a snake bite. Because after that conversation, she took a step that damaged her marriage, damaged their entire destiny. That's a bite. That's a poison. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, see what the enemy said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Next verse. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. 
Verse 3. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you, God has said, this is what God said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. This is what God said. Look at what the serpent said. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. This analysis helps you to understand what a snake bite is. Verse 5. For God knows, see, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. He was promising them something different, something that seems better, but it's a trap. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, based on that conversation, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took off its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband. So that, that conversation now transferred to the, that's the, the poison now transferred to the husband, and he too ate it. Verse 7. Then the eye of both of them were opened. It's a wrong opening. Okay? And they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covering. Verse 8. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Verse 9. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? It's like you are behaving differently. Anytime I come, you always come boldly. You fellowship with me. But something has happened. Then, then he said, I heard your voice in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Verse 11, ah, hid yourself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Verse 12. Then the man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. Verse 13. And the Lord said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, it's not me, it's the serpent that deceived me. So, so this snake bite comes to deceive. But when it's, when it's coming, it doesn't come as deception. If you read the story further, we don't have the time, we have other scriptures to read. That singular bite got them out of the garden of Eden. That's huge. So, I, I said in my note here, it seems that the enemy wants people out of their Garden of Eden, the place of peace. Things can be going on seemingly well, but you don't value it as it's well, it's okay. The devil will come and promise you something higher, something bigger, and he got them out. If you read further, they started struggling, they started sweating, needless struggle, needless. It came with a single bite. I now remembered a tape I listened to by Pastor E. Adeboye many years ago. He says, I said, it was Pastor Adeboye that said many years ago that before you take certain counsel, please check it and possibly, not possibly, eh, weigh it against scriptures before you assimilate it. It can be poison to your destiny. It can be poison to your health. Just hear something from a friend, from a colleague, from a book, a wrong book, or a wrong music, or a wrong movie, and you pick an ideology, you pick an idea that is anti-financial prosperity. It could even be an ideology that's anti-covenant marriage. It could be a man talking to a friend, and the friend is telling you, ah, this is how me I treat women, no? And, and the thing is just being said. And then you pick it up, but it's a bite. And then the same man goes home and changes. I started I start to behave a, a way outside what God's word stipulates. That can end that marriage 
in a couple of years. The same thing about finances. Oh, all this giving, giving, giving. Isn't that for the pastor? How long have you been giving before? Have you seen anything? And then somebody's faith in giving drops. So it starts with giving without faith, which will produce anyway. And then later, it stops giving. And after a while, you now see how foolish you have been by investing in Forex and crypto and other things that the person told you is even better to invest in. So I said here, this snake bite can come in form of words, songs, any information. When somebody has been beaten, one of the signs is a change of behavior. Like when you are beaten with a snake physically, that's just change. That what is influencing this thing? Is it God or Satan? Some counsel or information digested can destroy a destiny, business, even health or marriage. Anything done that is not according to scriptural standards will put you in trouble now or later. That's why I said at the beginning that this is either preventive, maybe somebody is about to be beaten, or you're already beaten, and if you evaluate the way you are thinking and living your life, you need rescue on time. Or maybe it's a warning. Acts chapter 5, verse 1 to 11. Acts chapter 5. I mean, look at it. Many of us know Ananias and Sapphira. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, they sold a possession. Verse 2. And he kept back. Who kept back? Hello, who kept back? That's the husband, right? He kept back part of the proceeds. His wife, what? Also being aware of it. That statement means there was what? A discussion that there, we promised to give, we told them in church that when we sell this property for 10 million, everything, that's what we told God. But 10 million is too much. When we sell it, okay, we didn't tell them the amount. That when we sell this property, we'll give it to, to, to the gospel. When they now, when they see it's much, anyway, we didn't tell Peter the amount anyway, so let's just remove five million from it and go and present five million. And then she was beaten. It's the man that was first beaten, then just like Adam and Eve. Now look at the story. And kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it, okay, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Verse uh, three. But Peter said, Ananias, why has what? Why has what? Is that a bite or not? It's a bite. It's a what? It's a bite. But it doesn't appear like a bite. That bite cost them their lives. Adam and Eve's own, it cost them their lives in principle. He says, but, but Peter says, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? Verse 4. While it remained, was it not your own? That is... Your garden of Eden, you were okay before. It was your own. Why did you allow this bite? And after it was sold, it was still your own control. Why have you conceived? That's the bite. This thing in your heart. Heart. You have lied not to men, but to God. Verse 5. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and died. That's the bite. Very poisonous bite. So great fear came upon all those who had these things. Verse 6. And the young men arose and wrapped him up, carried him out, and buried him. Verse 7. Now it was about how many hours? Three hours later, when his wife came in, not knowing what was, please, what had happened. 
Verse 8. And Peter answered her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. This line, if it was a different line, she would not die. Like Abigail in the Bible. This line, if she didn't allow the buy to transfer, she should have said, my Lord, Peter, Pastor Peter, apologies. It wasn't that, 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 the amount. I was telling my husband not to lie. She will wonder what she is saying will save her life. I'm sharing this because buy it is transferable. From friend to friend, from husband to wife, from wife to husband. I'm telling you this. He said, he said, he said yes, it was, that's the amount, that's the amount. Verse 9. Then Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the Holy Ghost? That's a dangerous one. Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. Verse 11, verse 10. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young man came in and found her dead and carried her out, buried her by her husband. Verse 11. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who had these things. May you not be part of the negative demography or demographics. This is a classic example of Adam and Eve kind of thing. You know, and this is the New Testament. We have various examples of Lot and his wife. How God was blessing Lot with Abraham. And then the enemy came to bite Lot. The way this bite comes is Satan challenging the word of God in a subtle way. Uh, is he not your uncle? You can do better than him. What we see? Uh, you know those kind of things that people conceive and then suddenly the Lord just wakes up the next day and start arguing with the uncle. And then, because I asked myself, it should never be hard that the staff of Lot is fighting with the staff of Abraham. They're not on the same level. Abraham was the one that brought him. Abraham was older and then suddenly level don't change for Lot. He began to flex. And Abraham said, okay, if you want to go right, I will go left. If you want to go left, I will go right. And he chose the wrong place. That's what the bite does. It always ends in destruction if there is no rescue. Lot got out of Sodom and Gomorrah with nothing. His wife turned to a pillar of salt. His two daughters raped him. Then it's a snake bite. As you are hearing me, the Holy Ghost will be touching your heart to check whether you have been beaten as a businessman, or as a Christian, or as a husband, or as a wife. Is somebody even talking to you against your husband? It could be as simple as uh, this man, uh, you know. Now, let me say this also. Sometimes in marriage, when someone has a challenge in marriage, and they are reporting to you, they can say some things about the opposite sex, like this is how men behave, or this is how men behave, and then this is how they have decided to respond. And then you, that has a, maybe a good marriage, a garden of Eden, can pick what they said they will do and start applying it to your own husband. That there was no problem. It's a snake bite. The two of them will go down, just a matter of time. So, I had a challenge with one of my ministry colleagues, with my pastor. I've shared a story with the pastors before. Now I understand why God said I should not go and see him. He was offended in my pastor. There was a little, I had some things the person said, the reactions. And the person kept telling me to come and see him. And I remember the Holy Ghost was saying, don't go. Because you might hear things that you won't be able to handle. I'm telling you, now after five years, that person's ministry wasn't the way it should be. God knows. It was just going down and down. 
When he realized that something is wrong, he now went back to my pastor. They reconciled. He now called me and told me himself how God told him to go back. If he doesn't go back, things will not get better. That they've settled. In fact, he's coming to their ministry. And I smiled. But if I'd gone to see him before then, I would have been beaten. Bitterness is transferable. Hatred is transferable. Offense is transferable. Snake bite. Oh, they don't do money like that. Oh, if you don't pack your own now, when you leave that office, you just suffer. They can teach you how to start stealing. It's a snake bite. And then you start stealing and wreck your own life. I have so many stories here. First Samuel chapter 8, verse 5. Are you awake? Are you understanding this prophetic message? This Wednesday night, we can take some extra time. I'm schooling you because as you grow great, Satan will attempt that bite on you, either in your business or in your marriage. You just see sometimes somebody comes to church and starts without any fight, start, just start misbehaving. If you track it a week before or two weeks before, they had a meeting somewhere in somebody's home and they discussed some things and said some things and that injured that person and that person is beaten. If you don't rescue that person on time, they will end up in serious disaster. There was a time the prophets in the Bible were misbehaving. You know Eli, you know Eli. He was a prophet, he was misbehaving, his children, even Samuel. So people of Israel said, look, you are old and your sons do not walk in your own ways. Now make us a king to judge us like what? Like what? Oh now, are you here? Hmm? Are you here? Like what? Like what? One of the bites you receive is when you try to be like other people that God didn't send you. Israel is not like all the other nations. Yemi David is not like people in his family. We are blood brothers, but I have a calling on my life. They might do some things mm, if you try it. Israel is not like other nations, but they say like all the other nations. Verse 6. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, give us a king to judge us. So Samuel prayed to the Lord. Verse 7. And the Lord said to Samuel, heed the voice of the people in all that they say for you. For they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me. And that I should not reign over them. Verse next. According to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them from Egypt. They don't hear what. Even to this day, between they are forsaking me and some other God, so they are doing to you also. I'm, I'm used to it. Now, therefore, heed their voice. Hey, this heed their voice is a dangerous place. When you want to do some things and God is allowing you, you it looks like it's working, you know, but you are in rebellion, but you are in disobedience. Let them do what they want to do. Look at what he said. However, you shall solemnly warn them. That's why I said this message is either preventive or rescue, or a warning. He said, but solemnly warn them and show them the behavior of the king that will reign over them. Next verse. So Samuel told all the works of the Lord to the people who asked him for a king, verse 11, and, the, and he said, this shall be the behavior of the king who will reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them to his blah, 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 blah. Verse 12, I don't have time, people of God. He will do this and punish your family and everything. Verse 13, he will take your daughters to be perfumers, cooks, and bakers. They will just be serving him. He will take the best of your field. You will suffer under him. Verse 15, he will take 10. Do you see how long all the things he will do? Verse 16, is he sitting there? He will take your maidservants, have your maidservants, your finest young men, and your donkeys, you will put them to his wall. Verse 17, is he now? 
Maybe verse 18, we are finished. And you will cry out in that day because of your king whom you have chosen for yourselves. Yourselves. And the Lord will not hear you in that day. Verse 19. Nevertheless, the people did what? Refused to obey the voice of Samuel. And they said, no, but we will have a king over us. Verse 20. That we also may be like, I want to be like my brother. Like my wife, my, my, my sister, like my cousin. That, that, that we also may be like all the nations, that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. But God has been fighting their battles for them. I've been tempted as your pastor. It's always, you know, when it's another pastor doing some things and you don't know the story behind it, you want to be like that, that the same thing. And God said, that's not your calling. That's not your assignment. And many times when you venture like that, you come back with pains. But that's even a bit still safe. There are areas where people delve into, uh, my auntie is very rich, and she's doing this kind of thing. I want to be like her. And then in being like her, you're going to be breaking your covenant standards. But you don't care. You have to care. You have to care. So sometimes on holy comparison, on, on holy, you know, uh, a pattern that is not your destiny can put you in trouble. I want to say to everybody, beware of snake bites. Even Jesus nearly got that snake bite, but he escaped it. That means it can be escaped. You remember that day when Jesus was talking about, I will die on the cross and wake up the third day, you know? He was talking about his, his original purpose on this earth. Let me tell you, there is hardly any testimony in the New Testament that did not happen in the Old Testament. Too. Are you hearing me? Eh? Raising of the dead. You know raising of the dead? Elisha's bone raised the dead. Healing, plenty. So it's not that he came for miracles. That means if Jesus didn't come, miracles would have still continued with some specialized anointed people. But they were never saved in the Old Testament or baptized in the Holy Spirit. And that can only happen by his death. So he was telling them, I will die. And Peter began to rebuke him. That's a snake bite. But how did he escape? Get thee behind me, Satan. That is a way you escape. Somebody is telling you some things. This is how you treat uh, your children, all those children. And what the person is saying is not scriptural. Or this is how you treat your husband or your wife or your pastor. And what they are saying is anti-God. It's just secular. It's secularized. You, 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 either you cut off the phone or you pray for yourself. You know why Jesus prayed that prayer? It looked like it was against Peter. It was in the garden of Gethsemane that I now realized that when Peter was saying those things, it was touching a nerve. Because in the garden of Gethsemane, when it was time to now die, what did he say? Father, if it is your will, let this cup. That means there was a temptation not to do it. You know, I said, not my will. So if Peter, and Peter was his closest, so some of these things can come from the closest people to you. Closest friend. It can come from your spouse. It can come from your, your, your best sibling friend. Job that was going through a challenge. The wife told him, curse God and die. Peter uh, Job said, even if he slay me, I will still praise him. At the end of the day, you have double restoration. If you have been beaten by a snake here, this message is for you. What you are thinking, how to handle that business. Ah, ah, we are in Nigeria, and then you are venturing, you are about to, you are ventured. And start 
doing some things. If it's a snake bite, at this communion table, repent and rescue. It's about maybe your children. Uh, uh, this, uh, uh, this is how you handle a male child. And then you, what you are trying to do. You know, when, I, when, when I have, uh, having our children, uh, when we had our first child, I remember my, my dad and mom called me then. Now they are properly saved. Thank you, Jesus. They said they have to go and do some things for the child in accordance with the family rights. They call it in Yoruba, Oroile. I said, no. I said, no. What we have done already is okay. And that's how I stopped it, even for all the other children. That would have been a snake bite on that child. You dedicated the child in church. And, they, and they were, those things were coming from a genuine heart. When Peter was talking to Jesus, did he hate Jesus? No, how can my boss die? Who wants his boss to die? Because he has never had it before. That somebody would die and rise three days. So for him, so it's always very sincere. That's why the devil is behind it. If you read that Genesis 3, the first line says, and the serpent was more cunning. No, no, don't do that to your husband now. Your husband, man, if you, if you humble yourself like that and submit, they will wreck your life. They will do this. You have to bold and stand up to him and do this one until you are schooled into rebellion. Oh, women. women uh, if my wife talks like that, it's slap next. I, I don't take anything. It's all the ones you have been taking that has been causing all these things. And then the same man that has been kind of loving at home gets home. Where's my food? He's beaten by a snake. The poison is working well. And then, any little mistake, I would take this in this house anymore. Dear, why are you behaving like this? Don't, don't. And then the man that wasn't beaten starts to beat. After a while, everything goes down. When you now look back, you now realize that it was a it was snake bite. So it can come from close friend. It can come from a mentor too. A prophet was told by God not to eat food on his way until he gets back. Another higher prophet said to him, God told me that you should eat food. He just believed. And he ate. As he finished eating on his way, lion carried him. It was that prophet that buried him. Scripture says that prophet lied to him. So understand what I'm saying. I'm not trying to separate anybody. If you're a pastor, I said a story on Sunday when I was telling a lady not to marry somebody. No, I didn't say she should never marry. Just allow due process. I didn't know that another prophet was telling her, no, don't mind them. Go ahead. I've prayed about it. It is fine. And everything ended in shambles. So what that younger prophet should have done is, but God told me not to eat. When that person says something contrary, who do you go back to? God, Lord. And then that would have rescued. He died. The lion killed him. He didn't eat him. Killed him. So it was, an, it was not an ordinary lion that killed him. This is how destinies are wrecked. It starts with just one. You can be watching a movie. Eh? And hear a statement about life. About life. And pick that statement as your ideology for life. I've seen people do that. They say, life, heaven helps those who help themselves. I have to help myself. And that help myself. You now begin to... Do God's part by lying, by doing nothing, by heaven. Which verse tells you heaven helps help themselves? You can watch a series so much that the, the, the ideology of life in that series enters you. And you start living. <laughs> and, you know, we shared a movie, sorry, a, a, a clip on Instagram today. I think Instagram is even fighting me already on that. Uh, how it was an American lady that puts the video, how some songs, you know, showed some of the part of the videos and saw all kind of satanic emblems of one of those things. See what people are digesting. And she now said, why wouldn't they behave like Satan? If you see the images, 
You can't listen to those that are not carrying the spirit. There's a violent spirit. There's a rebellious spirit. Just yourself behaving somehow. It has taken over you, but it's against the Holy Ghost. It's trouble. It's trouble. So we must, we must be smarter. The way Jesus Christ said to Peter, you know it's warfare. He said, he didn't say, get the, he said, Peter, no, don't say that. It's not good. No. Get thee behind me, Satan. Ah. You want to tamper with my future? It can come from close relatives. Pastor Bright. It can come from the devil directly. A friend of mine in South Africa called me yesterday. Hmm, I had to even pray for myself. He's a pastor. He was talking to me about another pastor in Africa. He's somebody I know. He was doing crusades everywhere in Asia. The stadium, everything will be full. I'm telling you, everything great. He now had one crusade somewhere. It was so huge. On the way back from that crusade, he felt God telling him to go on a 70-day fast without food. 70 days, only water. He was telling me yesterday. So, in a bit to obey, he went, you know, to the house and was fasting. The wife would go and check every day whether it's okay, you know, every day. One day, the wife went there, he just collapsed. He went in coma straight. They rushed him to Germany. He's back in his house now. He can't stand. He's on a wheelchair. He now said to my friend, it was the devil that gave me that instruction. It can't be God. So there's some things that, it's not even your friend, or, it, just, it just enter you that this is how you start doing now to your boss. If you want to survive in this country or in this marriage or in this thing, it's direct bite. Like if, if he can talk to if he can talk to you. But that thing that you want to follow, is it God or the Holy Spirit? If it's not God, it will end well. No matter what you use as a base to justify it, it will not end well. So let's rescue ourselves today. Let me close our time. This is 7.13. I think I'm, I'm pretty doing well with time. Are you blessed tonight? Some of you are in a predicament now. If you trace it, it was snake bite. You heard a seed that God told you to sow. And you got home. And your husband said, so what? You see, somebody, you have to pay this one and do this one. You do that one later now. And then all the things that God said disappeared. And you ate it. And since you ate it, nothing to eat again. It happens. So, here are my encouragement. Rescue thyself. Be on guard. Now I understand more than ever. Guard your heart with all. Yes. When people are telling you things. When that's your friend. Your secondary school friend. Or your sibling. Your brother or sister. Or somebody is telling you things. And, and say no, no, no. It is how you do it. Check. Is this from God? Or the devil is using the person to speak to me. When Peter was speaking to Jesus. He was Satan. And Jesus addressed him straight. Ah, no. This one will destroy my business. This one will destroy my marriage. Number three, which is final, I, I think. I have some other examples, but um, I don't have time now. We don't have time now. Then take the right counsel. There are counsels that are beneficial. Exodus 18 verse 21. 
Exodus 18.21. Haven't you had people too that are your friends? Everything was going on fine. And suddenly one day you call them and they're very cold. Haven't you had it before? You now wonder what happened to her? Sometimes you don't know until three years later that um, you went to go and talk to one of your friends. They now gossiped about you and said some things. And that one, instead of asking your own part of the story, instead of balancing it, they just took a decision. And just, I don't know what I did to Shadeo. She doesn't even greet me anymore. And there was no fight between both of you. That's as ordinary as it is. So design when counsel comes. Where you are now, as I'm telling you, where you are now, the state of your life, if you dissect it in this fasting period before we end, you will be able to trace the right snake bite. No, 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 that thing that inspired me to talk like that is not God, it's Satan. That, that way of talking now, see, US has landed me. That thing I did, it wasn't God. It wasn't God. I thought it was God. I thought I was being bold or strong. No, no, no. Real strength comes from him. Moreover, this is Moses' father-in-law called Jethro. I was counseling him. He said, moreover, because Moses was being stressed. You know, he was handling three million people. So in those days, Moses was not trying to counsel everybody. <laughs> so they were lined up from morning till night. So I'm showing it's your own tongue by evening. What's your problem? Uh, this man, he's owing me money. He has refused to pay me. But you are tired. Okay. Error, go and kill him. Because of fatigue. So, his father did not counsel him. See what he said. Moreover, you shall select from all the people able men. Such as what? Men of truth. Hating covetousness. And place such over them to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. Verse 22. Let them judge the people when? Then it will be that every great matter they shall bring to you. But every small matter they themselves shall judge, so it will be easier for you, for they will bear the burden. This is a, like a hidden man talking to a prophet that has seen God for 40 days and 40 nights. The gap is wide spiritually. Normally, it's not in a class of people that should be counseling Moses, but look at the attitude. Uh, and let them judge the people at all times. Then, they, okay, okay, look at verse 23. If you do this thing, and what? in case what I'm telling you is out of order, talk to your God. And God commands you, then you'll be able to endure. And all these people also will go to their place in peace. And Moses took that counsel, you know, and then there was better administration. So, the, let anything you hear, as it relates to business, career, finance, marriage, weigh it on scriptures. Me, I've escaped many traps. Sometimes you escape a trap by avoiding certain conversations from people when the matter does not concern you. Because people will always say a side that benefits them. They will not tell you maybe what they did or what happened in fullness or the track of things. You know, if something happened Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, if you bring up Friday alone, you can be guilty. Yeah, I mean, the person can, you, can, you can really have a, a, you know, but there's a track that you might not, different reasons why you need discernment in dealing with this. Tonight, there'll be healing. And there's anybody who's, maybe a bite is coming around, across your path. This message has just rescued you in the name of Jesus Christ. For some people, I hope they are not hearing me. 
Because this kind of message is a dangerous one. Where, you know, someone told them all the bad things that will happen. And they still said, uh, this is what I want to do. Some people are like that. I just hope they are not the ones hearing me. Because God is so humorous. So God told them, hmm, I don't want this thing. I don't like it. But let them do it. You know, it's very funny. Let them do it. But tell them the consequence. And he told them almost six verses. And he said, we still want to be like other nations. I want to be like others. Ah, me too, I'm, I'm ripe enough. Me too, uh, our nation should be like other. You are not like other nations. God has helped you. Don't unhelp yourself. Rise up on your feet. This is the first time I'll be preaching this message in my life. The only thing close to it was when my friend called me then. He said, my leaders are being beaten by snakes. For a year story, one of them was reacting that when they were building the toilet of the senior pastor, because it's like a top pastor there, he didn't measure his own toilet very well. They don't believe in it. I'm telling you how the devil bites people. Very. He was even showing it when, when he told us, "You can't understand how eh, you're on his toilet, have you?" So that means the pastor called the builder and said, "You see, I don't like this man. Associate pastor, this toilet, swell it." You understand? It's, just, it's funny. But when you are offended, everything becomes bad. Oh, they didn't greet me well. Oh, um, I must stand my ground. Oh, uh, you, the two things. Why you now look back? Ah, why should I be talking to my boss like that? What entered me? What entered me? As our rescue scriptures, anything you are thinking or doing that is against scriptures is going to end up in problems now or later. Rescue yourself. God told me one day, he said, look, I know, I mean, it was amongst us pastors, not in our church. I know you want to flex. I know you want to do this. But you will always win with humility. Say, so, yeah, I don't want to hear the context of the matter. Humility will always win. I said, How? he said, just mark that down. And it's winning for me. Some of you had some comments made by some senior pastors in Lagos about me. Humility will always win. But you feel you want to fight for yourself? I've withdrawn myself and it will be bad. So I have to keep, you know, it's like brokenness. It works. And that humility at times is humble enough to follow what God says that I can't be wiser than God. It's foolishness. Let's pray for ourselves. Let's pray for ourselves. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness. Achieve greatness.